Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are going to be looking at the latest trend in progressive comedy that is making white people uncomfortable about race. Just ugh, so much fun. Then we're also going to be talking about Gamer Girl, an upcoming game that has already been dubbed a simp simulator. What is the whole controversy there? We'll be getting into it. So if you've seen this show before, you may know that as a somewhat masochistic side hobby of mine, I do like to keep tabs on what is happening in the world of woke comedy. It's true, it can sometimes be a painful and thankless task, but you know what? I figure someone has to do it, so it might as well be me. And recently, going through all of these different progressive outlets, I've noticed that the woke comedian du jour appears to be someone by the name of Ziwei Fumido. And if you don't know who Ziwei Fumido is, well, you are not alone. She really seems to be one of these progressive darlings who, although being like plastered everywhere in the mainstream media, I'm talking places like The Guardian and Vanity Fair, she really doesn't have much of an audience of her own, at least not on social media. Um, it really is interesting how so many of these progressive comedians get really like lifted up without having the audience to back up their popularity. Anyway, uh, in her comedy, if we can call it that, she likes to mix public shaming with cringe and racial confrontation. And if you're thinking here, hang on, that doesn't sound too funny. Well, you're just not thinking progressively enough because progressives, as it turned out, are just are just eating this stuff up. We're going to be talking about her latest project, but before we do, I want to show you some of her previous work just so you can kind of get an idea of what her sense of humor actually is. So she used to do a show called Baited where and this is essentially her whole shtick, she made white progressives uncomfortable, yeah, about race. So we have some clips here of an episode that she did about beauty. I sit near you and she says, hey, I'm Jackie and I'm an attractive white woman. We don't sit anymore, we don't sit in the same room. Oh, what part of the office do I sit in? The back? You haven't gotten anything for free in your white life? Yeah, I mean, pens. Do you get pens for free? That's the most you're getting out of your white privilege is free pen. No, that's not Come on, most. work harder. According I, to your people, I've been put in a box. I know, I'm sorry. You should apologize for your ancestors. Do it again. I'm Just sorry for my, I apologize for my ancestors. I'm not putting this on my face. <laughs> Why not, Jackie? Because I'm an idiot, but I'm not that big of an idiot. You're, my wig fell off. I've here. lost my privilege. That's uncomfortable. Right? And I mean, I personally, I do have somewhat of a taste for cringe comedy. I know people like Liam, producer, if you haven't seen the show before, he cannot stand cringe. He actually he has a, a physical reaction to it. So I'm guessing he's not going to enjoy editing or looking over this video. But I, I'm not against the cringe aspect of it. It just, this seems kind of mean. And we're going to be looking at more of her material. And you guys might get a sense that Although I love making fun of white progressives as much as the next person, this doesn't seem to be in very good fun, at least not for the people who she's interviewing. But before we go any further, I do want to let you all know about our amazing sponsor, Bambi. So when running a business, HR issues can kill you. We're talking about things like wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, and labor regulations. Plus, HR manager salaries aren't cheap. They can cost, on average, about $70,000 a year. But Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, was created specifically for small businesses. So you can get a dedicated HR manager and craft HR policy 
privacy and maintain your compliance starting at just $99 per month. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they can customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day. Again, all starting at just $99 per month. Month to month, there are no hidden fees and you can cancel anytime. You probably didn't start your business because you wanted to spend tons of time on HR compliance, so let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today by going to Bambi.com slash Chen right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Chen spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Chen so they know that our show sent you. All right, you guys are probably thinking you got off easy with that last clip, but no, we have more. This is an episode of Baited that they did about love. I went on a date with a black woman once. Oh, really? How did that go? Yeah, she was way out of my league. She was much prettier than you. Oh, yes. Would you say that's true of all the black race? Yeah. That's a weird thing to agree to. (laughs) Michael, it's okay to disagree with me. No, I'm saying. Don't be intimidated by black women. Would you ever marry a black woman? Yeah. Interesting. Mike said yes, so we're getting married in the office. Here are your vows. I wrote them myself. I promise to love and to cherish black women. I will rub cocoa butter to protect you from ashiness. I will add seasoning to the collard greens, even though I think salt is spicy. Maybe I shouldn't because they did agree to appear on that show, but I kind of feel bad for the white people that she's interviewing just because they seem so scared of her, right? I mean, they really are just doing whatever she says and being totally willing to humiliate themselves and apologize for things they didn't even do just because of the color of their skin. And as someone who is not about all this identity politics BS, yes, to me, this is funny. I can laugh at this, but I do... I do wonder how, from a progressive viewpoint, they should have otherwise acted, right? I mean, aren't they doing exactly what woke ideology tells white people to do, to be deferential to the person of color, to apologize for themselves? So I I don't know. I am kind of confused as to why woke progressives, i.e. the very people who are being made fun of in this are enjoying this, but whatever, it's it's their thing. So that show, Baited, was a web series that, from what I can tell, went on kind of in the 2017 era. But now, in 2020, Z-Way is back with a... It's hard to call it a show, but it's more like a series of Instagram live interviews that she is branding comedic, where she talks to different white celebrities, right? So instead of making her coworkers feel uncomfortable, she's now evolved and graduated toward making progressive white celebrities feel uncomfortable. And it is really actually quite impressive the caliber of guests she's managed to have with as far as I can tell, so little name recognition. For example, she's had none other than Alyssa Milano uh, as an interviewee somehow. Here's a clip from that. I was making a political statement about like um, how Italian Americans are depicted. Totally. You know? would, you, would you consider Italians the Negroes of the white community? I don't, I don't know how to answer that, except I'm gonna say that when I was in South Africa, um, people, South African black people kept telling me that I was from slave descent. And I said, I don't understand, like, how, how do you know that? And they said, because your last name is Milano. So you were actually bought 
into a city and instead of giving you or allowing you to keep your last name, they gave you the last name of the city you were bought into. Again, I personally don't have much of a problem with anything Lissa Milano said there because it is true. Slavery is not a uniquely uh, black experience. I do find it funny how she didn't seem to get she was being trolled. And honestly, I'm surprised she hasn't been canceled yet for daring to try to compare the experience of anyone of European descent to that of someone of African descent. But but anyway, this is by no means the, the cringiest thing a celebrity has said on one of these Instagram lives. Next Next we have Rose McGowan, who was basically asked what she would do or whether she would call the cops on a black person. Again, we have some footage of that. Now, let's say I, we're in an alleyway and I stab you repeatedly, okay? And you have a phone and it's right within reach. Now, who would you call? Would you call 911? Well, if I was alive, I guess. Okay, but let's say, let's say I'm the 911 dispatcher. You're yourself. You've just been stabbed by Z-Way. Oh. Now, hello, 911. What's your emergency? Hi, I've just been stabbed by someone fabulous, and I'm not sure why they're trying to kill me, but I'm in an alley. If you could send somebody who's not racist, that'd be awesome. Okay, great. And what's this person's race? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I have to say, I, I, you know, what it is, whatever it was. Rose McGowan, it is, it is okay. You, you are allowed to call the cops on a black person if you have just been stabbed by said black person. There's nothing racist about that. It's, it's all right. That's, that's what the police are for. And here we have a clip of someone named Caroline Calloway. From what I can tell, she's like this infamous influencer who's kind of known for being out of touch and ditzy. And I think she got into some controversy trying to scam some of her followers doesn't matter, but she, uh, when asked about whether she gives reparations or believes in reparations, said this. The question, will you okay. pay reparations? Already have. Do it all okay. the time. Okay. I literally, I have Venmoed more money just straight up sending money to Black women for their self-care than I have to actual charitable donations like i just send 100 dollars to the black women in my life being like take care of yourself this is i just say for your self-care with the little heart emoji with the gold star and like i do that more often than i give to actual donation like actual like what is it uh nc3o or like whatever the like government like sure. designation is a so hundred dollars is what you'd say is the value of black plight in america that seems low I'd say that is the lowest amount you can give. I would say that is the $1 bill of reparations is the $100 unit. That's pretty big yikes. I think. But I mean, again, people are laughing at this girl for how stupid she sounds. But honestly, what else is she supposed to say through the lens of progressivism? I, I really don't know. I mean, to me, this is beyond parody. But honestly, is there some other transcendent uh, white ally card that she was supposed to be reading from? Because if so, I don't know what else she could have possibly done. And uh, finally, we're going to finish things off with a clip from Alison Roman. Now, if you're not familiar with Alison Roman, she is 
a food blogger. She's got quite a large following and uh, she was asked what she likes best about black people and she was more than willing to uh, share some of her favorite black people traits. What do you qualitatively like about black people? Um, qualitatively, uh, that, I mean, I, I can say what I like qualitatively about my black friends or you mean generally speaking? However about, you interpret the question. Um, qualitatively, I love that they, um, their food almost always tastes better than mine. Okay, we're They're gonna stop you right way there. better dancers. Stop you right there. We're gonna okay. stop you. I'm doing you a favor. Yikes, that's some uh, hashtag benevolent racism you got there. But each of these different interviews that Z-Way does with these celebrities lasts about 30 minutes. And I don't know about you folks, but personally, I don't think I could stand to watch that for 30 straight minutes. I mean, sure, some of the clips are, are good for a laugh, a chuckle. But what's really just mind-boggling to me has been witnessing the reaction that progressive outlets have had to this series of Instagram live stories. People like Vanity Affair have written about these lives that Ziwei Fumado has mastered the art of putting white people on the spot. According to Vulture, who's afraid of Ziwei Fumado? For guests who dare to appear on the comedian's Instagram live show, the question is not if you are racist, but how. I mean, Honestly, I, I don't really see what the whole hubbub is about these Instagram lives, but like I said, this is the pinnacle of woe comedy according to the left now. Just, you know, get a white person, preferably one with some notoriety, make them feel uncomfortable, ask them about their racism, and then boom. You got yourself a million dollar show. I wouldn't be surprised if pretty soon we see her with her own Netflix series, just essentially doing this, but with more production value. Uh, here we have an article from The Guardian about the show again. Like she really was doing the media rounds with this. I'm shocked at how much attention these lives are getting. It says, as a headline, people say I hate white people. Comedian Z-Way on her provocative new show. It says, discomfort is the raison d'etre of the show, which sees Z-Way grill her guests over 30 intense minutes on Instagram Live, asking them awkward, difficult, and sometimes seemingly impossible questions on racism and sexism. Lest you think she is too harsh on her guests, there's a method to this exchange, Ziwei argues. Calling someone a proud racist, it's radical, it seems very cruel and intense and violent, but I am actually making the statement that like, hey, we need to name this thing that is sort of plaguing our nation or else we are doomed. And finally, it's also explained that Ziwei argues there are no wrong or right answers on her show, just honest ones. The questions are designed to be impossible because ultimately the way that we are dealing with race is impossible. To pretend that you don't have a racist bone in your body, that's a fallacy. That is not based in reality, she says, as she suppresses an exasperated laugh. It's not an impossible question if you just say what you think, she says. Ultimately, it is these interviewees' decision to appear on these live streams, and if they want to go ahead and make a mockery out of themselves, that is their call. And I have always said that common is subjective, but personally, I'm not going to be watching any more of Z-Way's material. It just kind of seems like the point is to shame all white people and to point out how racist all of us are, which I'm not really a fan of. I think there is maybe merit into pointing out how the double standards of racism that a lot of white progressives have is just as racist as the rhetoric they're 
trying to combat, but from everything I've seen from interviews with Ziwei, it doesn't look like that is the point of her comedy. But I would love to know what you folks think. Are are you a fan of this type of thing? And how long is it going to be before this woman has her own Netflix show? Because honestly, I'm thinking by the end of the year based on how much praise I see her getting in the media right now. But let us move on to Gamer Girl. So Gamer Girl is an upcoming game. Uh, it's going to be released this September from what I can tell. And it recently released a trailer that so far has been received very, very negatively. And we have part of it here. And you're probably going to understand why it's getting so much hate. Okay, cool. Water time. Break time. All that uh, junk has been taken out my stream. Moderator, what do I do? Like, do I answer it? I'm just gonna make sure he's okay. Okay, that, that's enough of that. So for anyone who's listening on one of the podcast platforms, and by the way, we are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Essentially, it looks like in this game, there is this female streamer, Abby something, and you are her moderator. And it really looks like it does a good job kind of replicating the Twitch experience. Um, she's streaming and you're there behind a keyboard interacting with the chat and things like that. But what people I think are really concerned about are some of the the ways that the game describes itself. It says you get to become part of her life as the moderator. You make choices with her. And essentially, it looks like this game descends into being some sort of horror or mystery. And it looks like you you white knight for her. You get to save her from what looks like a stalker or kidnapper or something like that. And if you're if you're not familiar with the previous episodes we've done on things like simping, uh, thoughts, cam girls, and just Belle Delphine in general, you might be thinking, what is the problem here? Well, this is not a very healthy mindset to encourage, if you ask me. Now, I will say that um, parts of the game, like the idea that you're interacting with this mystery through um, an interactive chat, that does seem cool to me. I appreciate that aspect of gameplay, even though I'm sure that other games have that same thing. But this whole parasocial relationship that we see between some, and it's not just female streamers, but essentially these large public figures, usually females, and they're usually male fan base, it, it just feels very exploitative to me and to many other people. I'm not saying that if you're a female online, you're exploiting your male fans. Of course not. I'm a female online. But in the gaming community especially, some people have alleged that a lot of the female streamers, for example, on Twitch, they're not really popular because of their personalities or their gaming prowess. It's more that men are just interested in being in a relationship with them and these female streamers, according to some, I don't want to get in trouble, um, know that and exploit that. And I, I think we see 
a lot of people criticizing this game for what essentially seems like this creepy sort of wish fulfillment on behalf of the game developers. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these game developers somewhere out there, there is this just like female streamer that he is subscribed to their OnlyFans and he's just like wishing that, you know, someday there would be this opportunity for him to prove how much he loves her and save her like this moderator in this game does. But it does feel kind of creepy, the fact that this game was even created. And I think this whole idea of trying to encourage young men to just say, yeah, you know, that female streamer who honestly has no idea that you exist and may only be interested in you for the attention or financial support you can give her, if you devote enough of your life to her through being her moderator and trying to protect her from other people, eventually she will notice you and give you the validation you deserve. That is just such an unhealthy mindset and of course this game isn't out yet and maybe the trailer just unfairly characterizes what happens here but from everything I can tell kind of seems like that's what's up and actually a copy of this was released to PlayStation's channel YouTube channel and it was so there was such a backlash to it eventually they had to private that video and even on this Xbox View TV where there are 524 upvotes 2.3 thousand downvotes there's a pinned comment saying we see all this negative feedback for this new live action game please give the developer a chance and please read the description I'm actually pretty curious Honestly, I want to see what the actual finished result is. I would love to maybe buy this and play it just to see what happens in it. Because I, I don't know, I'm having trouble believing that it, it it could possibly as bad as the trailer is making it out to be. Because there there's no way. Like at some point, some developer must have said, hang on, this is a bad idea. Let's not do it, right? There's, I mean, there's no way. There's no way they could be this tone deaf, but there are some comments here that I wanted to share with you all just so we can see exactly why people are so mad about this. So user multitarded says, are there going to be some microtransactions where you pay large sum of sums of money to get two seconds of attention? And yeah, I mean, that essentially is the core of the problem here. It seems like even within the short trailer, this person, this streamer is only giving you validation because you're a moderator and even the, the, the instances where she's letting you make choices and into her life it seems self-interested in any way that she's doing it she's depending on you for emotional support for help with her channel and it's just it, it seems like a very one-sided relationship which is not how relationships are supposed to be gh butler says i hope my wife's boyfriend lets me watch my wife stream angie raygun says moderator what should i do should i answer it lmao it's kind of more than just a simple simulator it's like a white knight simulator control your own life i'm not surprised that a game like this is coming out and i honestly am curious to see how well it performs because as much as it's getting downvoted right now we do know just based on how popular some of these thoughts are that the simp army does exist so i think this is going to be surprisingly in terms of sales well received like i think there are a lot of people who are probably thinking I kind of want to play this who may not actually like voice that for fear of just being downvoted but when it comes out they're gonna buy it 
Uh, I do want to say that Jeremy from The Quartering has also done a video about this. I haven't watched his video yet because I didn't want it to affect mine, but if you haven't seen it yet or subscribed to him, definitely go ahead and do that. And as always, I would love to know what you all think about this. Is the simp simulator, I guess, the new evolution of how simping is shaping the gaming community? Would you like to see a review on this game when it actually comes out? Let me know. But that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.